nice that you're listening to a new episode of House of Worship and this is episode 68. You're very welcome in our community of Christian EDM. So we started with Matt Redman, the same Jesus and the Ryer remix. And upcoming now is Bob Sinclair and Wild Hold On. And this is the Fisher rework, extended remix of course. And in this episode you hear a word of the day of our pastor, Nate. He's a true listener of House of Worship and he wants to share the gospel with you. So listen up to this new episode of House of Worship. Open up your heart, what do you feel? Open up your heart, what do you feel? Is it
in the word comes alive to you nobody can stop god believes you, in you. take one step and you see what happens house, house of, of worship, worship. Yeah, the word of the day even when you don't see it god is still working i'm gonna say it again so you understand even when you don't see it god is still working in our lives he is still there and let's be honest though right we have all been joseph's brothers before haven't we? Is it still just me that's felt that way? We're the brothers. Let's go back to this again. After Joseph tells his brother about his first dream, what do they do? His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And what do they do? They hated him all the more because of his dreams and what he had said. They hated Joseph. Let me paint a picture to make it more applicable for you. Have you ever been with somebody and they go, oh my goodness, God has blessed me so much this week? They've done this. God's done this for me. Oh my gosh, it's been so great. I've got this going for me. I've got that going for me. It's just fantastic. My life is awesome right now. God is really blessing me. I know. Or you get scrolling on Facebook, right, and Instagram and all those, and you see the hashtag blessed. You're thinking, and you're going, where is God? God's speaking to them. God's not in my story. God's not helping me. I'm struggling to pay rent. I'm struggling with this. My kids are just driving me insane. I'm going bald because of it. It's where we're at. We don't see God all the time in our story, do we? We get jealous. We get maybe a little bit angry. We don't take action like the brothers did. If you skip ahead and go to verse 23, they strip Joseph of his coat and they throw him into a pit and then they go and have dinner. I think they got a little hangry. I know my kids do. Anybody else's kids get a little hangry sometimes? You just got to... It's how it is. But again, where is God in that moment when they throw Joseph into the pit? Where is God? We ask this question, how can God turn this situation into good? In your pits of life, in your struggles of life, it is hard to see God working in your life. Isn't it? Can I get an amen for that one? It is hard sometimes when you're going through it, when you are in that pit, and you are in that pit with no water, nothing else going on, you're like, God, where are you? I just can't do this. And it's hard to give him praises. But in those moments, in those pits of life, we don't see the bigger picture. It's hard for us to see the bigger picture because we're in such a narrow pit. We're in such a narrow way. God might be hidden in those moments, but God isn't finished working in your life. Your story isn't over yet. And the story for Joseph isn't over either here. 
God has a plan and He is working that plan. Now, we might have our own agenda, but God has a bigger plan for your life. And then you ask the question, but what about the bad things in my life, Nate? What about the hard medical diagnoses we get? What about the really tough, gritty stuff that we don't like to share about? How is God going to use that moment for good? Because, you know, same thing. It's a hard question to answer, but Joseph, Joseph's life doesn't just automatically become great. He gets thrown into the pit. Then they pull him out of the pit after they had their angry session, had their meal, and they got over their hangriness. But then they sell him into slavery. And he gets taken to Egypt, where he's a slave in Egypt. Then he gets accused of, of trying to mess with a, one of the wives. He gets thrown into prison. How is God going to continue to use this for good? But he interprets Pharaoh's dream and becomes the right hand of Pharaoh. So much that God brings a famine to the land, and Joseph was able to interpret that, store everything, and protect Israel. Because he was sold into slavery, because he went into that pit, because he went into prison, the Israelites, Jacob and his family, were able to be in like protective custody. Because the Egyptians welcomed them in and took care of them. Do you think that would have happened if Joseph would have stayed with his brothers? God had a plan. And he was working those bad situations for good. And it takes time. So in your pits, in your lowest points of life, understand and be sure that God is already there. Because He is bigger. His presence is your peace. His bur- he turns burdens into a blessings. Obstacles into opportunities. Problems into possibilities. And Paul understood this. Paul understood that God can turn anything for good. In Romans 8.28, I love this, through 30, and we know that all things God works for the good of those who, loved, who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn, meaning Christ, among many brothers and sisters, And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Now the promise in Romans 8.28 is a conditional one. If believers are not loving God and progressively being conformed into the image of Christ, it will be harder for them to see God working for good in their life. But the promise is God always finishes what he started. So if you're going through a trial and a pit in your life, keep the faith. Continue to have hope for things to come. Because God is not finished yet in your life. And in Romans 8, in this this point of Scripture, he's building up to this amazing crescendo to the triumph for all believers. To pep talk to the believers in Rome. To you and to me today. That no matter what comes our way, no matter the trials, the problems, the changes, the obstacles, God is still in charge and God still loves us. God is still on my side, no matter what happens. Romans 8, 31-39. I love this verse. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, say it with me, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up to us all, how 
will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Shall trouble and hardship or persecution or famine, nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Here it is though. No. In all things, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor powers, neither height or depth nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is Christ Jesus our Lord. With God's love, we don't just get by. We don't just get by with God's love. We overwhelmingly conquer any obstacle, any shortcoming, any pitfall that we have. We conquer it through Christ. We conquer it because God loves us. You may run out of a lot of things in your life, but you will never run out of God's love. God hasn't left you in the pit. God never stops loving you in your troubled times. And God can turn every situation into good.
mañana me levanto, dime su mano que haces tú, tú, tú. Es que yo nunca me lo imaginé, que en mi tanto pensaras tú, tú, tú. Antes yo pensaba que nada necesitaba, antes yo pensaba que a mí nada me faltaba. Lo tramo, pero es todo. Antes yo pensaba que nada necesitaba, antes yo pensaba que a mí nada me faltaba. Lo tramo, me enseñó. Un camino mejor vivir contigo, vivir para ti, vivir contigo, vivir para ti, vivir contigo, vivir para ti, vivir contigo, vivir para ti. Thank you. 